0: The Holy Gospel today is taken from the 15th chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person leads another, both will fall into the pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Please be seated. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Having just spent a wonderful week at grandparent camp playing with my grandkids, I was reminded of some of the ways that I had played as a youngster. Being the oldest of five kids, there were times when I really didn't want the youngest ones tagging along. So us three older brothers would create a club, you know, complete with a secret handshake, a secret password, and of course games that excluded, intentionally designed to exclude the youngest ones. Inevitably, our exclusionary play would send someone to mom in tears, not some of my proudest moments. Mom would gather us around and and counsel us in a no-nonsense way that we would include them in our games or else. And we didn't want to go to the or else. Uh, I'm grateful to share that uh, Mom's counsel took hold as we grew older, and today we play together pretty well. (laughs) Today's gospel reading has two distinct stories that address followers of Jesus, I think, about the heart of Christian community. As we begin, I want to remind us that Matthew is writing to a Jewish Christian community. So they naturally bring their Jewish heritage, their Jewish training with them as they begin following Jesus here in the early days, uh, years of the church. The larger context for our reading is chapter 15, the first nine verses where Jesus is in quite a contentious debate with the religious leaders who insist that people follow external rituals and traditions prescribed by the law as those leaders interpret the law, the law that God gave back in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. In this encounter with them, Jesus calls them out for breaking God's commandments by making their interpretations, their traditions more important than the moral intent of God in giving the law. Jesus said to them, pretty strong language, you hypocrites, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. The teaching at issue was causing the people to violate the fourth commandment, honor your father and mother. You see, back then, you know, there was no social security for the elderly, no social safety net. They depended on family members to care for them. And the religious leaders held that offerings and sacrifices were more important for their re- the people's resources than caring for one's parents even. So Jesus chastises them here for teaching people to break one of God's commandments. And this debate on ritual purity now goes public in our first story in the gospel reading as Jesus invites the crowds into the discussion. He says, listen and understand, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles, but it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles. The religious leaders were consumed with keeping external rituals, those things like hand-washing and eating the right food or not eating the wrong food and making sure you made those offerings and sacrifices no matter what. But they were missing out on what was important to God, a person's heart, the heart, the seat, and the origin of our human motivation. So the disciples... Peter speaks up for them, ask what Jesus means. And so Jesus makes his teaching pretty clear. Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and then out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Now Matthew's Jewish Christian community would recognize pretty quickly that these evil intentions that Jesus names are all in the Ten Commandments in the order that they occur there, in fact. They're actions and attitudes that God designates as wrong. They're not simply external Issues of tradition or ritual, murder, the fifth commandment, adultery and fornication, the sixth, theft, the seventh, false witness and slander, the eighth. These are real sins that people commit against each other, breaking relationships, breaking community, and against God. These moral concerns were important. These actions, like words spoken, originate from the heart and reveal who a person truly is. Traditions and God's intent in the law were central in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. There, Jesus calls us to recognize and to obey God's gracious intention behind the law that God gave. So, listen to several from the fifth chapter of Matthew. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. Jesus is lifting up and calling attention to God's intent behind the fifth commandment. And again, he said, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman or a man with lust has already committed adultery with that one in their heart. God's intent is for healthy relationships among humans, beginning with our hearts and minds, and not simply forbidding the outward manifestation of our thoughts. And a third one, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. God's intent is compassion and inclusion in community and strong relationships, not division. And then we come to the second story in our gospel reading which is a challenging story for us, but I want to look at it as a living parable, Jesus enacting what Jesus has been teaching about the heart and God's intent here. So Jesus has now changed geographic locations. He's gone from probably Jerusalem, the heart of religious authority, to the northeast, outside of Jewish territory, to Gentile territory, the area of Tyre and Sidon. And the Canaanite woman is a pagan, a member of a group of people that were despised by Jews. And tradition prescribed that Jews not interact with Gentiles, much less that Jewish men would interact with a woman outside of one's own family in public. So it's no surprise when this woman shows up that the disciples immediately try to shoo her away, push her to the side. Notice, the initial response of Jesus is letter of the law traditional, and this woman addresses him. And she addresses him with a faith kind of title, son of David. But first, Jesus ignores her. Second, Jesus brushes her off, pointing that his mission is only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then the really hard part... Finally and shockingly, Jesus insults her. He calls her a dog, something less, someone less than human. But hold on now. Isn't, isn't this the same Lord who is just castigating the religious leaders for blindly obeying their tradition and not God's intent in giving the law? Didn't Jesus just tell us that what is what comes out of the mouth that defiles? This surely doesn't match the character of Jesus that, that we have in our minds, probably. And so we, we protest. It's hard to hear. Surely this isn't in Jesus' heart. So what's up with Jesus? I mean, in Matthew, he's already healed some non-Jewish people. The slave of the centurion, Roman centurion, the Gadarene demoniac, where he cast out the legion of demons into the pigs that ran over the cliff. And on top of this, where is Jesus? He's intentionally traveled outside of Jewish territory to this woman's home territory. That's a tough story. But I see it as a living parable. Jesus enacting what he's been teaching for the Jewish community and for us, for followers. Because the Canaanite woman's faith in him is so persistent, rooting out of her heart... Jesus heals her daughter. You see, we know that Jesus came bringing the kingdom of God and proclaiming that it was for all who would receive it. And so in this exchange, Jesus has moved, shown us movement from the letter of the law, being sent only to the lost sheep of Israel and ignoring the woman, to acting on God's intent of including everyone in God's kingdom. Jesus is enacting what it means to live as someone in touch with a law that's higher than the traditions and limitations of human conventions. Jesus demonstrates that the kingdom of God includes more than just the people of Israel, the Jewish people. Jesus reveals to us his heart of compassion and inclusion. So just a few takeaways I want to lift up from these two challenging stories today. First is traditions. Jesus initially automatically responded to the Canaanite woman based on tradition. We often respond by default what we're accustomed to, traditions, or what's acceptable. So we need to be, pay attention and search our hearts and be aware when we might be doing the same thing without giving it a second thought sometimes. Discern which traditions support God's gracious, inclusive intention and which hinder us from moving, living more fully as followers of Jesus. Inclusiveness, I think, always moves us outward in ministry and challenges us to grow. Second, as disciples, we always want to be like Jesus, to emulate Jesus. So we see the compassionate heart of Jesus revealed as ultimately he acts to include this outsider, this woman, in God's kingdom. And including outsiders, new people, is the heart of the Great Commission toward the end of Matthew, isn't it? Go and make disciples of all nations. And third, God's kingdom includes even the ancient foe of the Jews, this Canaanite woman. So therefore, it seems to me that God's kingdom, God's grace is for everyone, every person of every race, every culture, every political persuasion, every creed, even those that we would choose not to interact with. We're sent out. So what human boundaries do we need to wrestle with and overcome in order to include people that we may not agree with? People on the fringe or the edges that have been pushed aside by human traditions and laws. And finally, the action at the end of that encounter reveals the heart of Jesus and the faith of the Canaanite woman. Our words, our actions will reveal what's in our hearts, for that is the seat of our motivation and character. It works individually and as a congregation. And part of that discerning the character of the congregation and our needs is what Pastor Cece will help us walk through next Sunday afternoon. So today, Jesus again teaches and demonstrates that everybody is worthy of God's love. As faith in Jesus continues to deepen in our hearts, may our words and our actions more and more live into this teaching. As we grow individually, St. John's will continue to flourish because everyone is welcome here. Amen.